Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Mike Jay, the Director of Special Projects here at the Society. SCRS Talks allows our global impact partners to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern. In this installment, we're going to have Dawn Pittinger, a clinical conductor, answer a few questions about negotiating with sponsors. And let's take a minute to meet Dawn. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Let everybody know who you are and a little bit about yourself before we get started. Hello, Michael. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for joining. Uh, As Michael said, I'm Dawn Pittinger. I'm a clinical research consultant and a senior account manager for Bioptronics, where we uh, have the clinical conductor CTMS and trial suite to help sites optimize their clinical research workflows. I have been in the research clinical research industry since 2008, spent a lot of time uh, in a health system prior to joining Bioptronics in February of 2019. So now I have the opportunity to help educate and kind of bridge the gap, bring that industry knowledge to the vendor side and work with our customers and help them figure out the the why of how to do things and use our tools to accomplish their needs. All right. Well, thanks for coming on today. So um, now my background also, before I came to the society, I was a contract negotiator for for a site network. And though I haven't done it in a few years, so have negotiations with sponsors changed um, in the light of the pandemic? And if they have, how have they changed? And that is that is a great question. Uh, it's been a little while since I've actively done it, but I've been working with some of my customers who are doing it. And so we have a lot of these conversations. And as we all know, with the pandemic, the priorities have shifted. So those streamlined pipelines just changed kind of overnight from these different studies and, and things that were getting negotiated to the COVID studies. So I, I think another way um, it's it's time to get a little more creative and how sponsors um, are approached when you're trying to budget so I sites need to you know ensure that their costs are covered and there's so many different things now that six nine months ago somebody wouldn't be asking for a COVID-19 extra cleaning line item in their budget but now it's something that's important so that they are keeping the patient safe, the staff safe, and adhering to all the guidelines that are out there. Uh, I think it's also um, time estimates. You know, how much time is the staff taking now and what is going on? And so having that internal cost is is so true. Uh, I think that the negotiations with the sponsors as well, it's changed Things that might not have been covered before, so the remote monitoring, um, electronic systems like CTMS, uh, CCE reg, e-source, e-consent, might not have been covered before as a line item. And getting savvy and adding those in, they may get covered with the sponsors now. Yeah, another thing that I've have heard sites talking about that's been added to their budgets is the additional labor cost of managing remote monitoring. So 
sponsors are mandating these these kind of plans. So how can sites kind of roll these process changes into their negotiating tactics? Well, and that's, you know, it goes back if the sponsors, you know, are mandating this, then they should be paying and covering the costs. I know prior to a lot of this back in um, my day of negotiating, I would put those remote monitoring fees in there should it happen. And, and there would be pushback. But again, it still takes time. You, your staff, your PIs, maybe, uh, you know, your coordinators, all of your team, it still takes a little bit of time to, to prep for that remote monitoring piece. So it's important that sites are clear on the expectations, have a benchmark on the average amount of time it takes for those remote activities and not be afraid to ask for it from the sponsors, especially this, during this COVID time and, and during things that are changing. And again, it goes to being creative. Um, you know, sponsors should be paying for this type of thing. And by breaking those costs up, if you have several studies and, and you're using these electronic tools for the remote monitoring pieces, don't be afraid to break that up and, and have those sponsors cover those costs. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And I've seen that uh, posted on the listserv as well as people at the sites trying to find different ways to approach the problem. And, and as you mentioned, there is um, plenty of, of pushback on this. So, mm -hmm. um, so there's a negotiating tactic that is being used, I guess, against you as a site. They're going to push back. Right. And like, as you mentioned, you have to be creative and, and just keep knocking on doors um, and find the ones that open. Um, now, with regard to that, so we talked a little bit about um, what's kind of what's changed due to the pandemic. Uh, what hasn't? So what, what general tactics should sites use or continue to use or, or strengthen in their everyday negotiations with sponsors? Yeah, it, it comes down to really understanding your internal costs before any type of negotiation, uh, no matter what size of a site it is, a site network, a hospital system, no matter what, understanding what your internal costs are before you go back to the sponsor to begin negotiations is a tactic that sites, I, I see um, different variances of this. Some have really great processes in place and and have a good tool to do that. Others do not. But again, to go back to the sponsor and ask for money if you don't know your costs of either your, your invoiceable items, your administrative costs, all of that, it's, you're not going to get your, your return. So I would, I would be, um, that would be my best tactic. Make sure you have your internal, internal costs. Um, you know, remember, the sponsors need your data and your patients. That's ultimately what is important. And so for that, keep in mind, they need, they need to pay and cover your costs. A site shouldn't go into the negative because of a study. And I've, I've seen that happen. I've seen where there's different situations. Well, we really just want to get this study or the PI really wants to be included in something. And the sponsors don't... Um, cover all of those costs and, and sites shouldn't have to deal with that. They should be able to cover their costs. Uh, another way is to have a fee pricing document that is set, that is 
what all of the sponsors receive early in the process that talks about their administrative fees, your extra fees, what is non-negotiable from your aspect and, and what maybe could be, and provide those detailed justifications to support why you charge the fee. So the clearer you are with this and what your expectations are, then there's no surprises down the way. And the sponsor knows that up front. A lot of times this has to get approved you know, by leadership, but getting them involved in feeding in all of those costs into this document really does help, and then it doesn't waste anyone's time. Because again, you know, the sponsors are, there's timelines involved, and if there's something unexpected that would go on these documents, or a, an administrative fee that you're charging regardless, so maybe it is this electronic systems fee that you have built in, and and it is something that you have looked across your studies and you're paying this and there is no no leeway on that. Make it clear to them up front. There's other ways to maybe embed those fees into your administrative fees so it's not exactly called out as a line item, but you've now increased some of your other costs so that you can internally cover those costs. Right. Um Right, knowing your 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 pricing structure and your costs is. Um, I've I've talked to people that that where they would you know having doing this back in my old role as a contract negotiator and they'd say oh I got um you know we got this this study and I got twenty five percent more than than we were offered mm -hmm. and I said well. Is is that good? Is, does it cover your costs? And they didn't know. So it's right. one thing to just increase the budget and then say, well, I increased it, so I, I guess I did okay. But if, if you don't have a way to to know if that was worthwhile or not, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of as you mentioned, it's almost nonsensical. Um, exactly. To negotiate exactly. that way, it's like exactly. trying to sell your car without knowing the blue book value of the thing. Right. And even starting out small, and maybe if sites are, aren't doing any of this, they can just start in one area and work their way through because it is it can be time consuming and it can be overwhelming, but it's so important for that return on investment for your your operations and your business to be yeah. sustainable. Do you have any advice from some past negotiations you've done or, or from other people um, that you could share with with site people listening to this podcast? Um, yeah, I you know I think one of them is. Never accept that first budget that is sent to you by the sponsor. And I know if any sponsors are listening, um, they'll, they'll cringe at that. But I know that that can happen. And go, go back to them and go put your what you really think you need to cover your cost and above. There are so many different ways to look at it. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go um, to push back on items and question why they won't pay for things. If you provide that justification and you have a clear outline of what it's going to cost you, don't be afraid. Be be aggressive in some sense. And I'm not saying aggressive in a negative light, but right. don't be afraid to to stand your ground because again, you're running a business and your business needs to to sustain itself. Um, uh, you know, knowing your costs, having the pricing and the fees for your site, you know, asking, don't those line items 
don't be afraid to ask. A lot of times I would, you know, oh, well, we can't ask for that. And I would say, why not? It doesn't hurt to ask. All they can do is say no. And then we can go back and forth. And then maybe we can work pricing in another way. Um, the other part is just, like I said, about being creative. Think about it. You, a lot of the sites work with sponsors on a regular basis for multiple studies. And, and they'll know uh, maybe what they will push back on and what they won't. So from sponsor to sponsor, you might have to change the wording or change the title of a line item. But internally, you know what that means and what that's covering. So being creative, know your internal cost, and don't be afraid to ask for things are my, my biggest takeaways uh, from, from doing past negotiations. Yeah, and, and, and if they say no, I mean, not only is that that's like the, 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 the most they can do, many times when the way they say no will give you information. Exactly. <laughs> no doesn't always mean no. Right. They might say, no, we can't do this, but what if we do this? So if yeah. you're tracking your internal cost and maybe you're asking for $2,000 for something here and they say we can't do it, but we can add 1000 here and 1000 there, okay. You're getting the money just because it's not that specific line item, and then you just track it internally and you've covered that item but now you've met the needs of both that it goes through. Um, you know, be, be sharp and, and just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask and push back on things. Well, I totally agree with all that. Um, but, but before we close out, thanks again, Dawn, for, for a few minutes today uh -huh. uh, on a Friday to, to, Thank you. to get this interview done. Do you want anything, any upcoming um, – presentations or webinars or, or anything you're doing, any uh, products or websites you'd like to mention before we close out? Uh, yeah, thank you. And I, thank mm -hmm. you for inviting me. This was oh, a welcome. lot of fun. Uh, I have uh, Magi, you know, as a virtual conference. I'll be speaking on billing compliance uh, with, a, with a team of people on November 9th. Um, there's, you know, things are so different right now. Had some other things lined up, but being that everything has changed virtual and they've had to reduce different um, reduce the the number of offerings and things it's it's such an unprecedented time um, I, I truly miss being out there in the conference world and, and talking with people uh, you know anybody knows this these times are are different and hopefully research sites are are able to um, embrace the change with this move to electronic tools and what's out there. Uh, Biooptronics has, you know, a fully launched CC trial suite. So we have the CC CTMS, CC E-Reg, uh, CC E-Source, CC Video, CC Pay, CC Text, CC Consent, E-Consent. So many tools out there that are going to help. So as these negotiations change, ways that they can electronically capture and, and manage their clinical research as best possible. All righty. Well, thanks again. Uh, listen, everyone, before we close out, make sure you check our website, mycrs.org 
for upcoming webinars and discussions and including our virtual summit that's going to run during October. Check out our learning campus and you can also see the SCRS Insight Journal. We publish that quarterly. For members, you can find that in the members section of our website, myscrs.org. And speaking of websites, Dawn, what's yours? Uh, www.biooptronics.com. That's bio-optronics.com. You can find all information on all of the products that are offered um, under Clinical Conductor and the other products that Biooptronics offers. Yep, bioptronics.com. Thanks again, Dawn. We appreciate your participation in today's program. And all you listeners, we look forward to having you join us for more great content in the future. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.